The following program is brought to you by Caltech. The day was so warm, we didn't even know how cold it could get. It was uh, end of October, kind of crisp fall day in Pasadena, about 75 out. You know how those crisp fall days are here. <laughs> and I figured it'd be a great day for a hike. So I got five of my similarly misinformed first-year friends <laughs> to gather together with me and go off on a hike. Now, I'm from Pennsylvania. And when it's the weather in Pennsylvania, if it's hot outside, it's hot everywhere. It's cold outside, it's cold everywhere. So naturally, I figured this was a universal law and would extend to Pasadena. It's hot outside in Pasadena, of course it'll be hot at 10,000 feet. Oh, how wrong I could be. We all got into the car, cruising down the highway, windows down, sunroof down, music blasting. It was like the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> when you see all the teens having their good time, and you know they're all gonna be dead by the end. <laughs> We got off the highway, driving up into the mountains, up, 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 until snow. First a little bit, and then a lot more. It was beautiful snow, white, glistening, untouched. I hadn't seen snow in California. In fact, I hadn't seen it in a while. I thought, today is going to be a great day. We drove up, parked at the head of the trail. The only issue was we couldn't actually see the trail because we were in a thick fog. Now, most sane individuals probably at this point would say, oh, I was planning on going on a summer hike. Now it's snowy and foggy. I should go home. Not our group. We were there for the hike, and we were going to keep going. Unfortunately, we were severely unprepared for this hike. How I'm dressed now is basically how we were all dressed. Sneakers, little tread on the bottom, shorts, T-shirts. I did bring a sweatshirt, though, because I didn't want to get cold, you know, just in case. <laughs> so we started off. Oh, and we had, we had uh, one scribbled-down map between the six of us and two headlamps, just in case it got dark. But of course, we weren't going to get home after dark. We started off down the trail. It was like kids in a candy shop, playing in the fog, dancing around, enjoying every moment of it. But after a few miles, morale waned a little. We hadn't really seen the turnoff we were hoping for, didn't really know where we were, and then suddenly out of the fog came this metallic creature, tall metal pole with two metal arms, wires extending out of them. It just sat there and stared at us. We, we stared back, puzzled, what, what could this possibly be? And then a voice, hello down there. What, what, where did that come from? And over our head we saw a cable car, a ski lift chair with a young couple on it. Oh, we're near a ski lift. Wait a second, we're not supposed to be anywhere near a ski lift. <laughs> so what did we do? We took the scribbled map out of our pocket and looked at it. Oh yeah, there's a ski lift on here. It's about a mile off the, the path. <laughs> and put it back away. Now again, the sane individual would probably say, okay, I'm, I'm severely underdressed and I'm a mile off of where I'm supposed to be. I should just go home to my family and live to see another day, not us. We wanted to keep going. So naturally, we thought, oh, we can just extend the hike a couple extra miles, stop at the ski lodge for some hot cocoa. It's going to be great. And that's what we did. The, the ski lodge was invigorating, the warmth inside. We refueled, uh, 
we rested, we were ready for the next leg of our journey. Now, after the ski lodge, the next section of trail goes pretty, pretty straight upwards. It's basically a ski slope that turns into a hiking path in the summertime. And we decided to go up it. And this was where two of our crew decided, okay, they'd had enough. I guess sanity had gotten to them somewhere up there, and they were going to turn around. We gave them one of our headlamps just in case they needed it on the way back down and, and bid them farewell. That left us with four of us continuing up. And as we continued up that hill, when we reached the top, we were greeted with one of the best sights. The clouds cleared away, and it was crystal blue sky. I mean, perfectly clear. Around, just a sea of white, puffy clouds, 360 degrees around. It didn't matter what was underneath them. City, mountain, desert, you couldn't tell. You were alone, up in nature. Oh, this was what the hike was all about. The next section extended across a ridge line. It was kind of icy. There were some cliffs on the sides, but you know, there's enough grip on these babies. I think we'll be okay. We only passed one other group of hikers. It was a family of a mother, father, and little kid. And this is basically how they were dressed. Parka, hat, goggles, mask, snow pants, and they were tied together like climbers on Everest would be. <laughs> they saw us, and I'm sure they thought we were insane hiking past in this. And again, this would have been a great opportunity to walk back down with some senior hikers, save it for another day. But no, no, we were going to keep going. <laughs> the last part of the hike up to the peak uh, extends up a couple hundred meters. And if you've ever been up to Mount Baldy, you'll know why it gets its name. Because the top is completely bald, totally exposed. And when we got up there, poof, 20 to 30 mile per hour wind gusts. But we had also timed it just right to catch the sunset exactly when we got up there. It was like being in Candyland, the vanilla ice cream all around you with the clouds. And in the west, someone had poured caramel and strawberry syrup down. It was a delicious sight. And I'm a photographer, so I thought, oh, I have to preserve this. And I told my friends, OK, the four of you uh, go over there. I'm going to set up the tripod here. Just got to go through my checklist real quick, setting it up, doing all this stuff. And as I looked over, two of the female companions that were with me, they, they looked like they were aging, suddenly 60 years old, bright white hair. And I realized it was because their hair had become completely encased in ice. That's how cold it was up there. My friends obviously weren't very thrilled with this, and they let out a string of expletives I'm not going to repeat here. But needless to say, I did get my picture. And we started on our way back down, the last gasp of red light bidding us fond farewell on our trip down. And that's when the realization came across me. We're only halfway done this hike. We have to go all the way back down now in the dark. <laughs> so we started down, our one little headlamp between the four of us chugging along, waning in battery, but somehow managing to keep its beam just enough, our beacon of hope. We headed down into the fog where you could only see a cliff if you had already walked off of it. We were walking through. Are we lost? No, no, we're not lost. But our walk turned into a jog. What about mountain lions or snakes or bears? Our jog turned into a run. We started slipping, panicking, falling, anything down through the fog. The fog raced past like ghosts, 
visions of shadowy mountain lions and bears. I thought my heart was going to burst out of my chest, whether from fright or exhaustion, I didn't know. We were running, running as fast as we could until the end, and poof, all of a sudden it cleared. And there it was in front of us, a metallic knight in shining armor, a car that was our savior. <laughs> and I have to say, beating the odds of the horror story, we all made it. And now we're ready for the sequel. Thank you. <laughs>